Good morning, guys. Uh, welcome to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. A bit of a different one um, today for you. Uh, for one, it is quarter past ten in the morning. Unfortunately, I'm not drinking beer because it's quarter past ten in the morning. I do have some work to do after this, um, as much as I would love to be. Um, and secondly, uh, I am not joined by a guest on this episode. Um, I know the last few episodes I have had a guest on and they've gone down really well. But actually, you know... Um, you know, I did have a guest lined up, but unfortunately that that, that didn't happen. And I realised actually my, my first episode, which I did by myself, my kind of intro, um, went down really well and people really enjoyed it. Um, so I thought, well, fuck it, I'm going to do another one by myself. Um, and that's getting straight into it. I mean, that was that's a kind of confidence issue, I think, of, you know, I sit there and I go, ah, oh, fuck, I don't have a guest on and people don't want to just listen to me. And it was quite overwhelming when I put the first episode out and people were like, actually, we do just want to listen to you and it's fine. And, you know, I've had close, close friends and family members say, it's your podcast. People, yeah, of course, they're interested in the guest and stuff, but they're listening to it because they want to listen to you. Um, And those of you that have been on my Instagram this morning, I put up a thing. I was a bit inspired yesterday. I was listening to a couple of podcasts and I went, oh, I'm just going to do one by myself. I'm going to do it. But then I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can. So I put it on Instagram and loads of people have messaged me and clicked yes and said, yes, we want you to record one. I put a little poll in my story. Um, So I thought I'd just do it. And I'm just going to kind of have a bit of a chat to you guys today um, about some things, um, about how how I operate, how my my work operates, what I I actually do. I've touched on it a little bit before. Um, I do social media stuff, but I'll talk about that a little bit, how that's affected me. and how how it makes me feel doing that as a job now after spending the best part of 10 years doing something completely different. Um, so, you know, prior, I, I started doing this, I, I quit my job at the beginning of September last year and I properly started at the beginning of October last year. Um, that was when I got my first, my first client. Um, prior to that, uh, from the beginning of 2010 up until then, uh, I was in the water sports industry. Uh, I started out as a windsurfing and a sailing instructor working in Greece. Um, I traveled, traveled all over the world teaching windsurfing. Um, and then I was, you know, went all the way up to being an advanced instructor, a senior instructor, got the highest qualification you can get, um, as a windsurfing instructor I achieved. Um, I got quite into freestyle, had a few sponsors, uh, traveled to Cape Town, Brazil, all that stuff. Sounds like a dream. If I'm honest, it was, it was fucking amazing. It was the best, couldn't have picked a better way to spend, my 20s basically um it was awesome and i've met all my pretty much all my best friends now i've met while doing while doing that um so i did that for for a few years and then you know obviously the later few years especially because i had a couple of sponsors and things the social media side was quite important and had to kind of grow my instagram and, and all that stuff so it was always there um and then i took a job in the uk helping manage a center and i i made one of my roles to be running the social media. I know they wanted someone to do it and I was quite keen to do it. So I was doing that and, and I just found myself enjoying that more than enjoying anything else. And I was kind of thinking, what's my next step? Cause I felt like I kind of hit the roof anyway. And I was like, what's, what's my next step? What am I going to do? Um, this was in the throes of me having a really bad time in my own head as well. So I was, I kind of knew I needed to make a change. Um, and it was, it's, you know, it's a big thing. And I think a lot of people go through it of, sitting there going I think I think I need to make a change I need to do it and I you know I I just kind of spurred me on and 
I realized what I was looking for was sitting right in front of me of, holy shit, I already do social media for a company and I really enjoy it. So maybe this is what I should do. Um, so, so I did it. Um, and it was quite a big thing. And, you know, I, I kind of went, I hit the ground running with it. You know, I, I finished first week of September. I went on holiday to Greece to see my mates for a week and just decompress. And then I came straight back in and I had a client straight away. And then a month later, I had another client. A month later, I had another client. And then I signed another client a couple of weeks ago. So I'm doing a client a month at the moment, which is is really cool. And it's all happened quite a lot faster than I thought it would, which is great. And I honestly, yeah, of course, it's, it's fucking awesome. And it's it's all going really, really well. But because it's happened quite fast, I kind of do get it in my head. I don't know whether you call it imposter syndrome, anything like that. Any of you that listens to James Smith or follows him on on Instagram, he's like a kind of fitness, almost like lifestyle coach guy now. Um, but he's awesome and he he talks a lot on his podcast and stuff about staying in his lane. Um, and by staying in his lane, he goes, it's a bit like me doing this podcast. Who the fuck am I to talk about mental health? Recently, uh, I was chatting to a, a very close family member and he called me an expert on men's mental health. And I'm like, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert at all. And it is this funny thing of you, you end up self-doubting yourself going, am I, you know, I go into a meeting and before the meeting, I'm like, why am I doing this meeting? Should I, you know, why is this dude meant going to listen to me? Why is this person going to listen to me about social media? And it's just this little niggle in the back of your head. And I'm sure everyone gets it of like, it's a bit like Thor with his hammer. And he's like, am, am I worthy? Am I worthy? And I think you just need to turn around and go, well, it's all about trying to affirm yourself and going, yeah, yeah, I am worthy. You know, if if someone wants to have a meeting with you, they've they've looked at your worth and they've looked at maybe some work you've done in the past, or maybe they've just had a chat to you and they think you're a good a good person and they want to have a chat to you. So, you know, you, you've kind of got to sit back and look at yourself. And like with this podcast as well, I'm chat, you know, getting called an expert on men's mental health, which I've said all along, I certainly am not. And suddenly, you know. I look at the stats and I look at the people listening and I look at the comments I get and stuff and, and people are responding really positively. I've not had a single negative reaction to this podcast at all. Sure, maybe people have said I swear a bit too much. Sorry, mum. And, you know, a couple of a couple of things like that. But, I mean, there's not been any, you know, no one's gone, oh, I think your podcast shit, mate, or anything like that. Everyone's been really, really cool about it. And that's pr- pretty self-affirming as well of going, oh, well, actually, I mean... Maybe maybe people do want to listen to me. Maybe people do want to talk to me. And it is one of those things. And it's it's really difficult. And it's it's really odd for me to put into words. And I'm sure those of you out there, um, if you guys have felt like this, after you've listened to this, please message me and let me know it's not just me being a twat. Um, but it is it is such a funny thing um, with this. And I think for for me and for anyone out there as well that's kind of self self-employed as well, you know, you're kind of doing it yourself. So... There's there's that kind of mounted pressure on you as well of going, ah, oh, I don't, you know, if I don't do it, no one's going to, and that's exciting on one aspect, but at the same time, you you do have to know your worth quite a lot, and you know, you are definitely most ninety nine percent of people or most people are worth a lot more than they think they are, and I think as well, it's it's very difficult, you know, to to find that sort of scale, um, with this as well, you know, it's, uh, I go back to, to, you know, those of you that do listen to the podcast, you'd have seen the episode I did with, um, my best friend Ed. Um, and he, 
is the uh, you know Glo- European Events Manager uh, for for Stance, which is a, a sock company, a global global company, you know, huge company, and he does that. And when he first started, you know, he probably was a bit more unsure of himself, you know, when he's having to go and run this huge event in Munich or wherever he is. But I mean, now a year and a half down the line. He's probably a lot more confident with it. Sure, there are things that probably still daunt him, but as he gets better at his job, his job probably gets bigger. And I have that with with me as well. You know, when I think back to, you know, four months ago when I was going in being like, yeah, I'm a social media manager and I manage social medias. Even in the four months since I went into my first meetings talking, I've learned so much. So I'm thinking, you know, now in four months time, what what am I going to know? What am I going to be like? So I think the the more time that you spend at the coalface, whichever coalface that is, the kind of obviously the better you get at it. But also I feel like the the more confident you get at it and the more just settled you get into it. You know, these days now I, I do go into meetings with a certain uh, air of confidence um, compared to before. Sure, I do have those kind of moments of doubt when I'm pulling up in the car and I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm, you know. Um, but they're they're significantly fewer and further between than they were in October last year when I was going to loads of meetings because now I've one for one started to build up a portfolio um, and a body of work that I can show to someone and say look this is this is what I've done, um, but also because I've done it before you know the more more times you do things the more comfortable you get doing them, so I kind of go into them now and I'm like hello I'm Sandy I'll have this I'll have a hot chocolate I don't drink coffee. I always find it a bit weird when I go to meetings and I order a hot chocolate. Some some people find it funny. Some people call me a child, but it's fucking delicious, isn't it? It's nothing better than a nice little hot chockey. Um But yeah, I, I just don't like coffee. Don't like coffee. Don't like wine. Everyone's like, oh, as you get older, you'll like it. Nope, don't like it. Wine, it's like a peep show. He's like, well, it's not delicious like Ribena or Coke, is it? And it's not. Yeah, don't get it. But anyway, I drink hot chocolate. Um, and I think, you know, with with this sort of thing and and doubting yourself and and all this stuff, it, it's a huge contributor to to mental health problems. You know that that self worth and and you know a lot of it comes from that. But I think a lot of it also comes from your image as well. And I think this is something that men don't talk about enough: is the way that they look. I think girls, it's obviously very prevalent. And girls, you know, they put all their makeup on and they do themselves up and all this. And I recently had a meeting um, and my my friend does uh, digital marketing. So that's like the other side of the coin to what I do. I cover the social media. He does, you know, digital marketing, Google, all that sort of stuff. Um, And I had a meeting and and this client potentially wants to do work with him as well. Um, And and my friend said, oh, what, what did you wear to the meeting? He said, you know, did you wear it? Do you wear anything smart? And I'm like, well... For one, mate, I don't own a suit. I'm Scottish, so I wear kilts to weddings. I'm not going to wear my fucking kilt to a meeting, am I? And I was like, well, I wore jeans and, and a shirt and a beanie, you know. And I kind of had it in my head. I was like, oh, fuck, should I have worn something smart? You know, I mean, it didn't matter because the client, I signed the client in the meeting. So I was like, well, it doesn't matter what I wore. But I think that's what I want to get to. Like, why does, why does what you wear matter? Why, why does that matter? Obviously, it does matter to a certain extent because you want to, in my head, you want to wear what you feel most comfortable in and what you feel your best in. I wore, I, I bought a brand new t-shirt the week before. I bought, I wore, so I wore my new t-shirt, I wore my jeans and I wore my favorite shirt. 
and it's the outfit I was like yeah I look I look good in this outfit and it made me feel confident and I think that was conveyed through the meeting because I signed him but I wasn't wearing a, sh- a proper shirt I wasn't wearing a tie I mean if I had any hair I, I hadn't combed it you know I was wearing a beanie you know I, I wouldn't I would have said yeah I look presentable and I looked cool but I wouldn't have said I looked smart really but I guess it didn't matter and that's that that always kind of hits me you know with this kind of thing and when Ollie when my friend Ollie said this to me I was like oh shit should I have should I have dressed smart but I guess I guess not you know and and I think image as a guy huge hugely affects your your perception of your self-worth you know of whether you're too tall there's there's just as much pressure on these guys as guys as there is on girls with this I think you know um I've got friends who who are quite short and I definitely know that affects them and they don't like it you know they're five foot seven or something like that and and it's quite shit um me for myself I'm quite lucky in that department I'm just under six four but I don't have any fucking hair anymore I have to I shave my head now I mean I shave like to a number four and a number two everyone tells me I don't look bald but in my head I'm like I'm losing my hair and that's the worst fucking thing that's ever happened and I've got you know my mate that's five seven he's got a full luscious blonde head of hair like down to his shoulders just like I used to have five or six years ago you know so it's you know everyone everyone has these little niggles about them as well and that's going to hugely affect your self-worth oh my teeth aren't straight oh I've I've not got any fucking hair oh I'm, I'm a I'm I'm a two or three kilos the wrong side of what I should be you know and all these things are, are going to massively affect you and I think it's about learning that a lot of that shit doesn't matter. And that was what I realized going into this meeting. And then I had another meeting with him the other day and I realized in my head, I was like, oh, I um, I was wearing a beanie in the first meeting. Maybe he doesn't know that I, I shaved my head and I don't have any hair really. And then I went and had a meeting with him yesterday. And again, I wore jeans, a t-shirt and a, and a shirt, a different shirt, but still a casual shirt. And I didn't wear a beanie this time. And lo and behold, my meeting went really well again. Despite the fact that in my head, I probably wasn't dressed very smartly and I don't have any hair, but my meeting still went well. And then last weekend, I went to a party as well and I was wearing actually the same outfit that I went to the meeting in and I was getting compliments and no one talked about the fact that I was bald. And I think a lot of these things you end up realising are in your head and they're you looking at yourself. It's complete self-diagnosis. Other people, definitely, guaranteed other people weren't looking at me, whether it's at a party or whether it was at this meeting going, oh, he's, oh he's, his hair's looking thin, or oh, he's, look at his teeth, they're not very straight, or oh, he's, he's really short, isn't he? You know, and I don't, I don't think, I don't know whether this is bad or good, but I don't think people take anywhere near as much notice of you as you think. I think it's, you know, and, and the people that care about you and love you and the people that you really care about don't give a shit. Since, since I've started to lose my hair, I haven't lost my friends. My girlfriend hasn't dumped me. My parents still love me. I know I've said this in another podcast, but I think this is self-affirmation for myself as well as it is for other people out there. And, and this is a very common thing for men, and I've got a couple of other friends that are... I mean, I always talk about this because it's, it's the closest thing for me. You know, I, I'm quite happy with my shape I maybe could do with losing a couple of kilos but the biggest thing for me is my hair and the fact that I'm losing my hair and I know that I've got a few friends out there as well that are going through the same thing 
and it fucking sucks. You know, it, you feel like you're losing your identity. You know, for years, my identity was, oh, he's a surfer, he's a windsurfer, he's got blonde hair. I used to get called a lion. And now you feel like the shaved lion sitting at the back of the zoo, and it kind of sucks. But you start to learn that it's not, it doesn't matter. Like, I go into a meeting, it's not like people aren't going aren't gonna to sign me. People aren't going to say, oh, yeah, we want you to help us out because I don't have any hair. You know, my girlfriend's not going to dump me because I don't have any hair. If anything, she actually says it's the best I've ever looked. You know, my my friends, all that, don't care. Sure, when we've had a few beers, everyone's like, oh, you're fucking bald. But I'm lucky enough to be taller than everyone, so I've always got that in my ammunition box. You know, I just call them Frodo Baggins or something. So it's 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 this back and forth, and I think I'm I'm slowly getting to grips with it, um, and I'm I'm a lot better than I used to be with it, and I still find myself on a night out turning my phone light on and shining it on my forehead to try and on, on my head to see how bold I look, and Heidi, my girlfriend, now screams at me when I do it. She's like, "Stop! Stop doing it!" Um, and it is such a stupid thing to do, and I don't know why I do it, but I do do it. And she's like, "If I shined a phone light on my head, I would look bold as well." It's just a thing. Um, and it is such a, such a silly thing. And this, this whole image thing as a guy, I mean, it's, I think it first hit me a few years ago when we were in Weatherspoons in Eastbourne and the bouncer came over to the table and ID'd everybody except me. And we're all a similar age. Maybe I'm a couple of years older than, than some of them, but there was definitely a couple of boys there my own age, but I was the only one experiencing hair loss. And... I reckon I was 25, 26, and everyone else was around that age, maybe a couple of years younger. And I was the only one that didn't get ID'd. And it sounds stupid, but that fucking destroyed me. That crushed me. Because I was like, well, that's it. I'm a, I look like a middle-aged, bold old man. And that's, that was like the worst thing ever. Like it made me feel so disconnected from all my mates. Just like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I look so different. And I'm a different human now and I've got to start dressing different and I've got to start doing this. And I don't. I mean, I mean, I wear sh- I wear shirts more than I wear jumpers and stuff now, like flannel shirts and things. But, you know, other than that, I don't really dress any different and no one really notices anymore. My head gets a bit colder in the winter now, but I just wear a hat, wear a beanie. You know, and, and it's it's really shit. But then the more I notice it, the more I start looking at, most men, you, I think as it happens to you, notice know, it's a bit like in Grand Theft Auto, you know, when you steal a car and suddenly you're looking around and everyone's driving that car. It's a bit like that. When you start to go bold, when you start to lose your hair and you look around and you go, oh, he's losing his hair, he's losing his hair, he's losing his hair. And I think back to like eight or nine, seven or eight years ago when I had shoulder length blonde hair and I looked around, I didn't look at, I didn't look at that. I didn't look around and go, oh, look, he's, he's going bold. Oh, look, he's going bold. But now I do. And it's such a funny thing that I end up filling my brain with. Like the amount of time I've spent thinking about losing my hair and how shit it is and being bald. And I think the amount of time and effort I could put into something else is astounding. Um, and I think, I don't know, you, you guys can take take what you want from that. I, I feel like I'm going on a bit of a rant this morning, but I just wanted to talk about a few things. But you know, this is the biggest, the biggest niggle I have. And when I, when I leave the house, 
when I go to a meeting, when I go out with my mates, the biggest thing I think of, and Heidi, my girlfriend, will say as well, before I leave, I'm always like, shall I wear a hat today? Hat, no hat, hat, no hat. And I've got better at actually being like, I'm not going to wear a hat. Like, this is me. This is it. I can't say this is me without thinking of the fucking greatest showman. But... It, yeah, that's it. This is me. This is this is all I can do. This is this is what I, this is what I've got. Unfortunately, they can do many things in you know medicine today, but they can't cure a man being bald. And there's a great thing that Patrick Stewart said. Um, Patrick Stewart's been bald since he was 19 years old, um, and he he was interviewed. This is quite a while ago. He was interviewed when he was doing Star Trek, and they were like, "Oh, do you not think Star Trek set like three or four hundred years in the future?" In it. And they said, oh, do you not think in, in Star Trek times they'd have found a cure for boldness? And Patrick Stewart said, and this is always like stuck with me, Patrick Stewart was like, no, by then they've realised it doesn't matter. And I was like, oh, that's, that's hidden. That's some truths there. You know, realise, oh, by that point they realised they don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. And I've kind of got to that point, I think, in my life as well, where I'm, I'm on the verge of being like, I don't care. I'm I'm not quite there yet. I still have up and down days, um, but I'm at the point where I'm like, uh, I don't think I care anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big thing, and I'd you know I'm sure everyone everyone has a thing about themselves, and it, it hugely affects your your self worth and how you feel about yourself and how you look at yourself in a mirror, and that makes a huge difference to how you walk into a meeting or how you walk into a party, or you know how you do these things. Um, and I think it's about finding escapes as well, you know, to take, take my brain off it. Usually if I'm having a bad day with my hair or if I've got a big meeting, it's, it's trying to find something you can do. And I've said in the past, if I'm having a bad day in my head and I'm overthinking and all this, um, I, I sit and watch Star Wars and I still do that. Um, I did it last week, actually. I sat and watched Star Wars because I had a bit of a bad day. Um, but also you know, getting out and, and doing something and and doing some sport or or going and seeing a friend, going to the pub to play some pool, you know, things like that. I'm lucky that I've got windsurfing as well. So, I mean, last or Tuesday, I went windsurfing all morning um, and it was epic. And I, left, I came out of it and I was like, oh, I felt so good. Um, but a thing, a thing I've got into recently, um, and this was at the behest of, of my, my good friend Ali, um, who's trained trained in it for years um, is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu um, and also this guy James Smith who I follow quite actively on social media and also um, listen to his podcast and he, he's got really into it and he said it saved his mental health as well and I, I emailed the, the guy I was really nervous, I emailed the guy who owned it I found you know a place in Chichester and I emailed him and I said look I'm really nervous I've never done any martial arts before I do a lot of windsurfing and stuff but I want to come along and try and he was like, yeah, mate, come along. First session's free, blah, blah, blah. And I went along and it was unbelievable. Like the, everyone, and since then, you know, I've been, I've been two or three more times. Um, so I go every week now, I go once a week and I'm probably going to do a couple of months and then I'll upgrade and I'll start going twice a week because, and I've listened to quite a few, you know, I've, again, a bit like the Grand Theft Auto thing. As soon as you get into the car, suddenly you see the car everywhere. You know, as soon as I've got into it and started doing it, I found myself, suddenly everyone's talking about it and I see an article about it and stuff and I've read it. And what everyone says is, it just makes all your daily problems and all this 
just seem smaller. When you've got uh, an 80 kilo man sitting on your head trying to choke you out, your problem of how your meeting went or the fact that you might be losing your hair a little bit goes away, completely goes away. And for that hour that you're on the mats in there, you can't think about anything else. It, It demands your attention, grabs your attention for that entire hour and does it. And then I come back from that hour and every every week I've been that night I can't sleep because I'm like still buzzing off it and I'm thinking about the move I'm thinking about the moves I've learned or who I was rolling with and 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 how to do it and I'm kind of running it over in my head. I've kind of you know I've I spoke to my friend Ali who did it and I said, "Look, I've started doing this." And he's like, "Come to a competition when I come down next time I'll bring my gi, which is like the robe thing you wear and, and all this." And I'm like, "Whoa, Ali, like I'm I'm not ready." I remember I worked with him in Greece and I remember a few years ago, me and a couple of other friends, Ali was, Ali does like Mai Tai and all sorts of shit. He's, he's a hard bastard. And he was at the bar getting a beer and we were like, oh, let's, let's go and take Ali down. And we were like, oh, we'll do pincer movement. So one went round to one side, I went round the other side and like, I think one went for his legs and I jumped to try and take his top out and he literally laid three or four of us out straight away. Like boom, boom, boom. Just put us on the floor and I was like, oh, fuck. I remember the next day was my day off and I couldn't windsurf. I was like hobbling around because he just put us he just put us in our place. And it's it's just one of those things where it just grabs your attention and I just had I've just been I've been having the sickest time with it and it's just such a great escape from it. So I mean if you are looking for something to do um and something to to kind of take your mind off things and and as well it's unbelievable fitness. Like I leave it like sweating like sweating so much and just fucked you're just like oh dragging yourself home um but it's it's made me feel really really good it's made me feel much better about myself i've been really enjoying it um and i'm i'm going to continue doing it um which is really cool it's cool i found something as well that doesn't rely on conditions on wind and waves and tides and all this it's kind of an escape you know wednesday i sat all day waiting to go surfing i was working from home and sat there like, oh, I hope, I hope I can get out when the tide drops, hope I can get out when the tide drops. And the tide dropped and the waves just never showed up. Um, but I was like, well, I've got, I've got jiu-jitsu this evening if there's no waves, so I don't really mind. And the waves didn't show up, so I went and did jiu-jitsu and I, I came back that evening and I, I felt just as satisfied as if I'd done, uh, been surfing all day. So it's it's finding these these little things. And I feel like... it gave gave me the confidence as well you know when I first went to jiu-jitsu I said I emailed the guy and I I I walked up to the door to go in and there's a window and I could see everyone in there getting ready and stretching and I kind of started walking back to my car and I was like no I don't think I can go in I was really nervous and I was like come on mate you've, you've fucking driven all this way just go and stand in there so I walked in and I stood in there and I was like just standing there, you know, everyone else getting ready. And then the guy just came up and he was like, are you new? And I said, yes, I'm new. And he was like, oh, you know, here you go. Take take this, put this on. We're going upstairs in a minute, blah, blah, blah. And we did. And, and and that was it. I was in. You know, and I felt so welcome and everyone was so nice. And, and it was kind of the opposite of what I thought it was going to be. I think you always associate martial arts and stuff like that with it being a bit intimidating and everyone's going to beat me up and all this. And it, it was literally the opposite. If anything, everyone's more stoked because there's a new person and they're just stoked to share it with you, which is really, really cool. Um, and I've really enjoyed it. And it's it it's made me, again, 
affirm myself a bit more that I was brave enough. And it sounds, I don't want to say it sounds pathetic, but to me it does because I did it. And I, but, you know, driving there and standing outside and going, I don't know if I can do this, don't know if I can do this, but I just did it. And I, and I was like, right, I'm just going to push through this. And I just went in and it, it was one of the best things I've done in the last couple of months because now I've found something, I found a new sport that I absolutely love and really enjoy and everyone there is really nice and I'm, you know, making new friends and doing something I really enjoy. And I think it's important to to keep pushing yourself and finding something to do like that um, and finding something to occupy your brain with other than I'm going bold or I'm really short or I've got spots or, you know, things like that. It just, just you know, boredom is the worst thing for for your mental health because that's exactly what starts you overthinking you know if you can find something to do something to wrap your head around something to get involved with um especially i reckon something that involves other people not necessarily going and sitting on other people's heads if that's not what you want to do but like i said going and playing pool going and playing five aside you know going surfing or windsurfing with your mates you know, finding something like that and just getting out there and meeting people, I think, has certainly helped me a lot, um, especially because I work from home now. So I end up kind of sitting there, you know, back at, back back against the wall a little bit at home by myself. And I start, I do start overthinking a little bit. So it's been really good for me um, with that. So, yeah, that's a, a little bit of stuff, guys. A little bit about um, about me, about social media, about what I do. Um, and about I think self-worth is the main thing to take away from this one it's just that you guys are worthy of wielding the hammer basically to put to put a, a little spin on it um, you know it is one of those things you can do it if you're standing outside the gym and you're like oh, I don't know if I can go in oh it looks intimidating it's probably not it's your head if you're going to a party and you go oh I look like shit I'm, I'm spotty, I'm losing my hair, all this, you're probably the only one that's noticing. And go in and start chatting to someone and five minutes in, you'll completely forget about it because that's exactly what, what's going going on with me. You, I get into it wherever I'm going and I forget that I'm bald until I look in the mirror and then I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, well, I'm having a good time. Um, so yeah, bit of a different episode there, guys. A um, bit quieter. I've not had a couple of beers, so I'm probably not as articulate as I usually am. But I still hope you guys enjoyed, um, you know, a bit, a bit, bit more uh, introspective, a bit more just about me. Um, let me know if you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't, as I said, still fairly new. Any feedback is really, really appreciated. Um, if you guys can on Spotify, please like, subscribe, uh, share this in your Instagram stories, share this on Facebook, uh, get it out there. I've, you know, I've got some really big plans for what I want to do with this podcast. Um, going into this year or as I develop into this year. Um, so please, please share it. Please help me get there if you guys think I am worthy. Uh, thank you. Have a lovely weekend uh, and I will speak to you again next week.